You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Tonight we're talking about hearing the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God. Can we all just wave at the camera back there? Uh, or the camera right over here, the camera that's recording. Can you all wave over there? Say hello to Ron DeLeon, who does our editing. To um, He's over in uh, Temecula. And to Camille, who does our podcast out in the Philippines. Let me tell you guys this, guys. Uh, Jennifer is going out as a missionary, unofficially, uh, of Living Faith Church. And she'll be doing church out there. So our broadcast will be going to the Philippines. That's amazing. So we have people in Brazil watching. We got someone in New Zealand. We got someone in Germany. We got some. We got people from all over the world watching. So keep in mind, if you don't want to be on camera, sit in the back. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, but I'm just excited because the Lord spoke to me so clearly. Speak about my voice. Speak about my voice. And so I said, God. Now here's the thing. Let me give you guys some some preacher background, preacher uh, tips. It's not about what you say, but how you say yes. But also, it's how you set it up, like how you prepare. Like, what's the point? What's the purpose? And so I asked, I said, God, what's the purpose of your voice? Don't mean I'm not trying to offend you, but I'm trying to give the message to the people. What's the purpose of your voice? And here's the thing. Life sucks. Can I get an amen? Life can be tough. But when we have a GPS... And when we have some direction, some clarity, God, should I date that person or not? Hello. God, should I go into business deal with that person or not? Should I get this job or not? Should I move here or should I? What direction do you have for me? Where should I go? And when you have a clear, audible voice, not just like that still small voice, like, oh, a gut feeling tells, no, 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 the audible voice. How many of you guys think you guys would make some decisions confidently? How many of you guys think you would be able to move forward in life confidently? Saying, I heard from God, and here's what the Lord spoke to me about. Amen? Everyone close your eyes, bow your head. Father God, in the name of Jesus, speak now in this place. Move mightily in our midst. And we thank you in advance for what you're giving to your people, your voice. Be with us now in our service, in our service, and as we move into the new season of the supernatural. We, Lord, we love you, we honor you, we praise you. You're a good Father. In Jesus' precious name, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Give it up for Johnny, guys. Johnny's amazing. Amen, Amen, Amen. When you read the Bible, you see all the time in the scriptures that. God speaks to Moses. Moses, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And then Moses is having a direct conversation with God. And then whenever we read the, the stories of the early church, the apostle Paul has a full encounter. The Lord told me to tell you this. And so we see it all throughout scripture that God speaks to people audibly. Not a gut feeling. 
Although there is the aspect of like the unction, the feeling, the move of God upon your heart, which we'll talk about in the future. But one aspect tonight I'm talking about is the actual audible voice of God. So he's saying, well, God speaks to these people in the scripture. Does he speak today? If God spoke so clearly to the people in this Jericho, hey, don't walk around there mumbling, keep your mouth quiet, walk around quietly in a seven-day Shout. That was a direct order. That wasn't like a, I'm feeling the Lord tell me. No, no, no. The Lord spoke to me. And how many of you guys know that we can go life a lot more f- smoother if we actually got direct answers from God? Amen? Amen. Here's the thing, Malachi 3.6. For I, God, I am the Lord. I do not change. It's funny how some people will say, oh, that was the God of the Bible. But God today doesn't do that anymore. God used to heal people left and right in the Bible, but not anymore in today's society. And I was like, why is that? Because of 5G? <laughs> you know? No. no. God moves today. I am the Lord. I do not change. Which means it doesn't matter who our president is. It doesn't matter what our governor is doing. It doesn't matter what our finances, the economy, whatever. I am the Lord. I do not change. There's a quote I love. My, uh, one of my mentors told me, whatever happens in the White House does not dictate what happens in my house. You are the controller of your life, of your home, of your family, of your finances. And so understand this concept. It doesn't matter who's president. It matters who's on the throne. And he's on the throne. We live off of God's economy. We live off of God's, Jesus prays, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so I talk about this all the time. Question, is there sickness in heaven? The answer is no. So we pray, God, heal the person. Well, maybe it's not God's will for them to be healed. No, no, no. Here on earth, there's over 7 billion wills. And because of 7 billion wills, we have all kinds of calamity because we're all freaking selfish. We all want our will to be done. But in heaven, there's only one will. It's his will. And in his will, that's why it's called paradise because it's so perfect. He's perfect. We're not. So if you want to say, what is the will of God? Look to heaven. Look to heaven. Don't ever tell me coronavirus is of God. No, there is no coronavirus in heaven. Don't tell me that you're supposed to be poor here on earth. No, God has freaking streets of gold. Hello. Trump got nothing on God. Okay? So my friends, ask yourself, what is in heaven? Look to heaven. What's the will of God? Is it God's will for me to have a headache? Is there a headache in heaven? No. Is it God's will for me to be suffering and depression? Is there depression in heaven? No. So instead of saying, accepting where you're at and settling, say, God, what is your will? Let me look to heaven. And in heaven, it's perfect. It's paradise. On earth, Jesus says, may your will be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so with that being said, I say, okay, Lord, we want your will. In my business, I want your will. I don't want what's a good idea. I want what's a God idea. And when you have a good idea, it may sound good. It may look good. It may look so attractive. But later on, the Holy Spirit tells you directly, no, don't sign that. No, don't go into this deal, this transaction. Like, but God, it looks so good. And what ends up happening, we end up, we end up justifying what looks a good idea. It's a good idea to do X, Y, and Z. But you say, okay, God, it looks good, but is it God? 
is there God in this? Because there's a the thing. Men, we're all messed up. I want to say other words. We have children in the room. But we are all messed up. So God is so perfect. God, I want to know what is your plan? What is your will? And so when we're trying to decide our lives of where we go left or right, whether we do this or that, how do we hear God's voice? So tonight I'm going to give you guys the very basics of this whole aspect of hearing God's voice. And it spells out G-O-D for God. Yeah, you know me. Okay? The first word here is for G is grace. Understand this, that God's voice is not selective to just those who are called pastors. Okay? It's not just those selected to those who read the whole entire Bible or those who worship, you know, 40 minutes a day or those who, you know, oh, well, they tithe or, oh, that person get, or that person sets up in church. It's not conducive to anything but grace. Grace is this. Grace is exactly this definition. Unmerited, unearned favor. That's what grace is. Grace says you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. But it's given to you. So the voice of God is not based on you. It's not based on how good you are or how much you do this or that or how well you don't curse or how well you are. You know, it doesn't matter. It's based on God. Look at this. Genesis 3, 8, and 10. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called, spoke to them, Adam, and said, Where are you? He said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Adam and Eve did the very first sin, the very first disobedient, being the first disobedient to God. God says, don't eat this. And Adam and Eve were like, we hungry. So they ate it. They're the very first people who were disobedient to God. You would have think God would have been like, fool, I told you don't eat this. Smack that. Right? You would have think. But instead, God was looking for them. God was looking for them. When we are dealing with our own shame, our own guilt, our own, our own ugly, we don't want to see nobody. I don't want to deal with nobody. I want to, I'm just so shameful. I don't want to face it. Your own children do that. When they do, they mess up, they, just, they don't even look at you face to face. Because naturally we feel guilty. And that's the thing, is that shame and guilt and condemnation does that. It causes us to hide. People say, I don't go to church because I'm not perfect. And here's the thing. This is what we really believe here. It's called grace. And grace is saying, you don't earn it. You don't deserve it. But God is looking for you. He's searching for you. He goes, where are you? I know you messed up, but where are you? I'm looking for you. And here's the thing. How many of you guys know if your child disobeys, they're scared when they see your car drive up the driveway? Right? They're like stuffing your, their, their butts with pillows, as I used to do. I'm like stuffing my butt with pillow, but I know I'm going to get a spanking. Let me go, let me take away their belts. I used to hide my dad's belts that had the bad, the metal parts. You know, I would, hit, I would hide them. He goes, where's my belt? I'm going to hook you even more. Where's that belt? Now, okay, fine, here you go. I'm so sorry. You know? My mom would say, when he comes home, you'll see. I'm like, oh, no. And then my, dad's dri- my dad drives up. Like, oh, no. And, you know, I think he did it on purpose. 
He walks very slowly. I'm like, oh no, the suspense. Right? And he whips me. Anybody he whips me, he goes, ah, oh, that hurt me more than hurt you. Like, let's trade places then. You know, because I'm supposed to be getting hurt more. <laughs> I love you, Dad. So listen, but says that's the thing. When you do bad things, you get a whipping. Okay, I mean, this day and age, you know, it's like child services will say, ah, oh, you can't be touching your kids. Okay, you get a good talking. How about that? You get a good talking. You know? Anyways. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? So naturally, naturally, we want to hide from God. We would say, we're not perfect, so I don't want to be around the church. But the Bible shows us in the scripture, he's looking for you. In spite they sinned, God still talked to them. The Lord then said, the sound of the Lord walking in the garden, the cool of the day. Adam and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord among the trees in the garden. Then the Lord called, called to Adam, called Adam, where are you? You who messed up, where are you? You're hiding from God because you're shameful. God's like, bro, I'm looking for you. We're homies. Why are you hiding? And that's called grace. Say grace. My friends, Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified, justified is the court term, justified, justice. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained our induction by faith into the grace in which we stand. We stand in grace and we execute the in hope of the glory of God. My friends, listen to this. God is a judge. Can I say this? God is a judge. And because he's a judge, he looks at you and says, okay, I'm going to judge you right now. And as long as you got Christ Jesus, you are justified by faith. Okay, you're righteous. So it doesn't matter if you've done this, that, and the other. Now, well, so I can go ahead and do whatever? Listen, even if I say you shouldn't, you're going to do it anyways. How many of you guys know, even though you try to be good, you're still bad? you bad all by yourself. No matter how good you try. Ooh, I, I remember we were in youth group, you know, we were youth pastors, and they were saying, oh, Pastor Stephen, this, this week, I'm never going to curse this week. I'm not going to curse. I'm going to go and just praise the Lord all week, all week. And then later on, I say, great, that's awesome. After service is done, right, they come back and say, Pastor Stephen, I failed. Like, what do you mean? When I was taking a leak, my phone fell in the toilet and I cursed. I'm like, well, okay, now what? He goes, I'm going to start again. Okay, great. And then before he goes in the parking lot, his phone falls again. And he cursed again. He's like, oh, man, I'll never forget. So long story short, here's the thing. You can't stop sinning. You can't. So here's the thing. Have grace on yourself. And say, you know what? I'm imperfect. I'm not perfect. I can't be perfect. So I'm going to go and cling on to Jesus. And just say, you know what, Jesus? I love you. Because in spite of my imperfections, you still love me. You still accept me. Even though I fall so many times, the Bible says he, has a, he throws your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. God has Alzheimer's when it comes to your sins. You did what? You did what? What did you do? Why you remember? I don't, I don't remember that. Come on, boy. Come on. Make sense? My friends, that is called grace. And it's so hard to grasp. Because the world, will, other churches will say, you have done this, and you need to stop doing that, you need to stop doing this, you need to stop doing that. And then four years later, the pastor's typically with everybody. <laughs> Hello, come on, let's just be real here. 
And so I say, fooey to all that. Let's be real here, guys. My name is Stephen Delacruz. I am the biggest sinner here. So if you hear any rumors about me, believe it. Believe it and praise God for it. Because here's the thing. I am not perfect. Okay? So, oh, but you're supposed to be a pastor. Yes, that's why I cling on to God even more than anyone else here. Because I am so most, the most imperfect here. Ephesians 2.13 But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Now here is our ticket is, okay? Hebrews 4.16 Let us, all of us, come, uh, therefore come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. My friends, we can come boldly. So here's the thing. When I say pray bold prayers, pray bold prayers. Go in and pray boldly. Look, Stephen, I messed up so many times. I messed up. But here's the thing. You messed up. Say, God, thank you. Praise him. You praise him. God, thank you. That in spite of my mess-ups, you still love me. Now I come boldly to you and say, God, help me clean this contract. Get this contract in my possession. So I may go ahead and obtain. Whoa, whoa, Stephen, you just messed up so many times. How are you able to ask God? Because it's called grace. He doesn't remember. He, he said, God will just wipe it away, and he's on your side. And that's the message of Living Faith Church. You'll say, what's the mess? What's the purpose? What's the point of Living Faith Church? One word I would say is Grace. That's what separates us from other churches. It's grace. My wife and I are the people who need the biggest grace ever. And we love it. God is good. So G stands for grace. Hearing the voice of God, understanding that God's voice is available to you no matter who you are. No matter how many times you fail, God will speak to you. God will speak to you. you got to ask, God, I'm so screwed up, but speak to me. And here's the thing. He will speak good things over you. If you hear bad things, you mess. That's the devil. You know, the definition of Satan is he is the accuser of the brethren, the Bible says. He is a prosecutor. So all of the DAs watching, district attorneys, you are all Satan. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Just say what it is. All the district attorneys, you're all Satan. That's what the Bible says. Hello. That's not me. That's the Bible. So listen. Oh, say oh. Oh stands for oral prayer. Okay, G stands for uh, grace, O stands for oral prayer. My friends, prayer is not meditated. If you pray right now and say, I'm praying in my car. That's not prayer. Prayer is spoken. The Bible says, say to this mountain, be moved from here to speak. Jesus teaches the disciples, when you pray, say. It's the say. Say, spoken. Our Father, who art in heaven, he teaches it. Look in the scriptures. Tell me where it is in the Bible. The Bible says that pray in meditation and solitude and quietness, don't speak. Nowhere in the Bible you'll you see that. Nowhere. Now, yes, meditate. Meditating is good. It's good for the soul. It's good for the heart. The Bible says meditate on the word of God. Get one scripture and just dwell on that. I, I challenge you, dwell on that. Just, just get one scripture. Ephesians 2.13 but now in Christ Jesus, you were formerly far off. Back then you were far off, but now have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Just meditate on that thought. I was so far off. But now through Christ, I am brought near. And I can come boldly. And when you meditate on that, 
you'll have a whole new appreciation. I am loved. I am accepted in spite of my flaws. Meditate. But prayer needs to be spoken. Spoken. When you pray, speak. It is my prayer that our church, one of these days, will be a church that prays where the walls are shaking because we're all yelling out our prayers to God. Amen. And that is like, oh my gosh. In North, in North, in South Korea, Dr. Young and Cho, the world's largest church, when the Bible, look it up, YouTube, type in YouTube, a South Korea prayer meeting. Here's what the pastor says. He gets the microphone. He'll read a scripture. He'll say, okay, go. He'll say the word go. And everyone starts yelling in prayer, their prayers. And they'll do it for an hour. The place shakes every morning at four in the morning with over a thousand people, thousands and thousands of people. Oral prayers. Jeremiah 33, 3, talking about hearing the voice of God. Call to me and I might answer you. No. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. My friends, that is knowing the mysteries of God and saying, God, what, what do I do? I'm going to call on you right now. And the Bible says, he doesn't say he might. He will answer you. That's why it's so, it's so important for us as a church to understand this concept. If you're in the voice of God, it's simple. God, speak. God, speak to me. God, I'm, 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 my favorite spot for God to talk to me, on the toilet, okay? So I'm on the toilet, I'm like, God, speak to me. Because no one else wants to speak to me while I'm on here, so speak to me, please. And I have my memos out, and I'm just like writing it out. Writing it out, what's the Lord speaking to me? What's God speaking to me? Now, it might even come so simple. Hey, you're cool. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. I say, all right, I'll accept that. Hey, did it, you know, then slowly. But then here's the thing. It's like a muscle. Faith is a muscle. The more you do it, the more stronger you get. Look at Misha, you know? <laughs> okay? This guy freaking swims in the ocean with sharks. He's like KGB status. So listen, okay? It's a muscle. You got to work it every single day. You got to work it every single day. God, speak to me. I love what my wife does when people ask her, you know, back in the days in Bible college, she would literally give people a gift of a journal and say, right now, let's hear from God. And write down everything you're hearing. And it's so beautiful when these people sit down with her and they're writing down, the person's writing down, not speaking, just writing down what the Lord spoke to them. And they're crying as they're writing it. And they read it out loud to Angela. And I was like, God spoke that over you. And it's so beautiful. And they always say, okay, they come to Angela. Angela, pray for me. I don't know what to do with this. Let's hear from God. If you go to her for pastoral counseling, that's what she'll say. What's God saying? <laughs> so you might get frustrated because like, I want to hear from you. What do you think I should do? So what's God saying? You know? Here's the thing. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So listen, G is for grace. Understand the grace upon you. O is for your oral prayers. You want God to speak to you? Pray to him orally. Call to me and I will answer you. Call to me and I will answer. There is no call waiting with God. He'll answer. Not just one ring. Ring, boom. There you go. Close your eyes. Say, God, boom. What do you want? Speak to him 24-7. D stands for decision. It is a decision for us. We have to decide right here, right now. 
Yes, Stephen, I want to hear from God. Yes, I, not, not, this sounds cool. This sounds kind of awesome. This, this, this sounds interesting. But you have to decide, I'm going to hear from God. I'm going to hear from God every day of my life. D for decision. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. My friends, people who deal with anxiety, stop it. How you do that when you're like, oh, I'm going to panic attack. Pray. If you pray in tongues, pray in tongues. And watch things begin to shift. I'm getting a nervous breakdown. Stop. Go to God. I hate it when I hear the newscasters say, my friends, all we can do now is pray. No, fool. That's the first thing we should do. The first thing you should do is pray. Hey, we're about to go out right now. And we're about to go do, let's pray. Hey, we're about to go do this. Let's ask God for direction. I'm about to call this prospect right now. God, I pray this prospect books this contract. God, speak to me. Should I move forward with this or not? God, speak to me. Does that make sense? When you speak, when you seek him, you will find him. When you want the answers, it'll be there. It's not hocus pocus. It's not. God will speak to you as long as you ask him. Isaiah 6 says, Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Here's the decision you got to make tonight. The decision is not just, I want to hear God's voice, but are you ready to listen? Are you ready to say, yes, Lord, I'll do that. God, what? You're calling me to start a, a connect group? All right, Lord, I'll do it. What? You're telling me to, to help cook the food? for? Okay, God, I'll do that. What, you're telling me to make a cake for Stephen? <laughs> just joking, just joking, just joking. I don't need more cake. Actually, I do need more cake. Hello, praise the Lord. Only ask God to speak to you when you're ready to listen. He won't tell you, <laughs> a lot of cults out there, he won't tell you to go drink some stupid Kool-Aid so you can pass out and die, okay? Just let me put it out there, okay? He won't do that. But he will tell you, hey, you know your friend you haven't spoken to in four years? Go inside of a cash app for a hundred bucks and just tell them God bless you. There's a story that Angela always talks about this pastor up in Northern California. He was driving and he said, Lord, speak to me. And the Lord literally spoke to this short, heavy set man, bigger than me, hello, praise the Lord, to go to 7 Eleven and said, Go and do a headstand. Do your best to do a headstand. He was like, What? But he preached to his congregation to be obedient to God. So he went to the 7-Eleven and said, okay, this is weird. And he went on his head, crawled up with his feet, and said, Lord, I'm being obedient. And as he was doing it, he felt so ashamed and stupid. As he should. I mean, hello. Okay. A dude bigger than me, shorter than me, praise the Lord, going on a headstand like, what the heck? But he heard crying in the back. You're crying behind the register. That, I think it was an Indian man behind the register had a gun, literally, ready to take his life. This is YouTube, by the way. You can watch it on YouTube. The, the Indian guy actually shares the story. How his testament, how he found God. And said he was ready to take his life that day. And he said, God, 
if you are real, if you are out there, then send somebody to come in here and stand on their head. Do a headstand. If you're real. And what happens? This chumpy pastor gets a word from God driving down the freeway to go to a 7-Eleven and stand on his head. And this man encounters this pastor and gives his life to Christ right there and then. My friends, you don't know what God will speak to you. You don't. You don't know what God will use you for. Last verse, John 12, 30. Jesus answered and said, this voice, the voice of God, this voice did not come to me because of me, but for your sake. When we hear the voice of God, understand this, as much as we're praying God for this contract, for this deal, for this position, for this, we're praying God for direction, your life is meant to be a blessing. Everything we do and say and, and all the money we make is meant for other people. Don't think they're here just for you. You're here to make an imprint. You're here to be used by God. So tonight, as you're here, say, God, I want you to speak to me. Use me. Then be ready to receive and to obey. It is by His grace He can speak to us. It is through our oral prayers that we call out to Him and He responds. And it is our decision to listen and obey to what He says to us. This next few weeks, this next few months, I'm bringing in different speakers from around around to come and speak to us. And listen, this is what's going to happen. They're going to hear from God. I won't tell them anything about your guys' stuff, who these people are. But usually what they do is they, before coming to the service, they pray. And they have a notebook. So if you see they have a notebook, because they've been praying, see a man who has curly hair, will be wearing a plaid shirt, does his mom need to have cancer? So he'll come in already with his notebook, because he's been praying about it. And he'll see the man with the plaid shirt. He'll say, sir, you the plaid shirt, set up. Lord told me this, boom, boom, boom. So that's how you can see people prophesy so confidently, because that's how they do it. They seek God beforehand. Sometimes they do it in between service. But be ready, be excited. Don't be freaked out by this, okay, by the way, guys. It's supernatural. It's not super creepy, it's supernatural. And if it's creepy for you, then sit in the back and just watch and enjoy. And be like, these guys are weird. But the way he goes, hey, you start the back, come here. <laughs> the Lord says, oh shoot, okay, what do you want? You know? My friends, God is ready to use you. He's ready to speak to you. I pray that you guys will all come to dinner tonight. When you come to dinner tonight, we'll give you guys a cool notebook. And I want you to make that your notebook called your God book. And that notebook, everything God says to you, keep it by your, by your dresser and by your bed and say, Lord, speak to me. We're going to start a prayer ministry here at this church. We're going to have a time for people who want to be in prayer ministry to give prophetic words every single Sunday. And we're going to have a training for that. So if you want to be part of that, let's talk. We haven't planned it yet. I'm very spontaneous. But here's the thing, guys. 
a vision's coming to me from the Lord. And the vision is this, a church full of sinners, all sinners, we're all sinners, but real sinners, but people who are like so messed up. And in the middle of service, we have a section in the back, people who are praying prophetically. If you need to hear from God, go over there, talk to those people. That's the kind of culture I want in this church. We're not just playing kumbaya, but we're actually encountering God. It might seem freaky, but this is where you know God is real. Everyone, stand on your feet. Tonight you're here and you're saying, Lord, this is awesome. Or this is weird. But you're here and you say, you know what? I want to encounter you, Lord. I want more of you. Or maybe you say, I don't even know if I want you. I don't even know if you're cool. I don't know if you're real. But you know what? I'm ready to, by faith, accept that Jesus is Lord. If that's you tonight, you say, I want to go ahead and pray this prayer and accept Jesus in my life. Just look at me and wink at me. Praise the Lord. Everyone, everyone heart, hands in your hearts and pray this prayer out loud with me. Say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Speak to me. Heaven is my home. God is my Father. I repent of my sins. And I accept your grace, love, and your peace. I claim tonight, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I claim Jesus as Lord. My friends, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, understand this. You have now made Jesus Lord of your life. And you are now written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now I have another question for you, for all of you here. If you're saying, Stephen, I've never really heard the voice of God. Or maybe, you know, I used to do it in the past. Or maybe you say, I do it today still. But I want more of his voice. Or I want to start hearing his voice. If that's you, can you raise your hand right now if that's you? Remember, it's a decision. It's a decision. Everyone's eyes closed, every head bowed. God, right now, speak to them, Lord. People who are here right now, who desire to hear from your voice. Holy Spirit, prove to them you are real and speak life into them. Speak wisdom into them. Speak miracles into them. Right now, we're going to just keep quiet for the next 10 seconds, 30 seconds. We'll do 30 seconds. I want you to say this prayer with me right now. And then we'll keep quiet and just listen. Now, the voice of God sounds like you. It sounds like your own thoughts. But it's God. So right now, pray this prayer out loud. Say, Lord Jesus. Speak to my heart. Speak to me. Now for 30 seconds, keep quiet and just listen. Just listen. Father God, tonight, it is my prayer that your people
we would all begin to hear your voice go louder and clearer and receive from you a download from heaven, fresh and new every day. That we would, be, we would be so in love with your voice that we're walking in the park and we say, forget the iPod, forget, forget the music, I just want to hear from God. And that, Lord, you would speak to our hearts, give us direction, and that we would fall in love with you every single day, over and over and over and over again. Father God, for those who are needing a miracle in their life tonight, we speak miracles. For the people who are needing breakthrough, we pray breakthrough. God, we thank you in advance for what you're doing in our midst. We love you so much. Speak to us. May this become a fresh new revelation, a fresh new friendship. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.